Welcome, all you sexy, sassy, potentially submissive sapiosexuals. This is Candy here at The Box. The Box is presented by Pandora's Fantasy Box, a membership club where adults can explore and connect. Our aim is to educate, inform, entertain, and entice you. When our fantasy doctor secrets is in the house, the rule is to get naked. But tonight, we only listen to the commands of Mr. D. Last week, Mr. D talked to us about desire, deciding why someone chooses to enter into a submissive relationship. Tonight, We focus on the steps to get started. Mr. D tells us that just like a toddler learning to walk, we all fall, get bruised, and learn about what we like and don't like. He also reminds us that taking those first baby steps can be wickedly good fun. We also (laughs) have um, Bruce. Um, in the room with us, and who just joined us there? So we've got Bruce. Who else is on the line? I got somebody else. Who is that? Oh, they're not going to identify them. Oh, hello. Okay. (laughs) Well, welcome to all of you listening on the call live and to our many lurkers who listen to their own chosen times on a variety of platforms. An especially warm welcome to you, Mr. D. Thank you very much. Hi. Tandy, as always, I love the way you say the word wickedly. You give it so much meaning in how you <laughs> intone that word. It's delightful. <laughs> and for secrets, you know my rule. I sure hope that you are, as I expect you to be, ass naked with the ladies jiggling free. I got to ah. That's what I want. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what you get. You get what you want around here, Mr. D. Darn tootin' right. <laughs> oh, the show is off to a great start for me. I'm happy. <laughs> I love the sound of the ladies when they're talking. <laughs> so, yes, Tandy. Last week, we did... Uh, Basic or Sub 101, Part 1, and we did talk about how does a person determine that they are meant to be in the role of a submissive? And we talked about how they progress, what they do to get that figured out and side and stuff. And today in Part 2 of the three-part series is going to be you know, talking about how they take those first steps into the world of BDSM and being a sub. But before I take our journey into that realm, I need to just make my usual statement. I am not a doctor, psychiatrist, therapist, or any other kind of trained professional. I am speaking based on my personal observations and experiences in life. And I may add, I have enjoyed my life. I live it free and I enjoy it being me. 
I hope everyone else gets to do the same thing. For a sub who has come to the conclusion that they indeed want to be submissive to another person, that they want to surrender the control of their body, their mind, and their life in some cases to a master or to a dom or to a top, a person that they entrust to help them find what they are seeking. And in return, they will give that person what they are seeking because it is a mutual pleasuring relationship between sub and dom. So what does a sub do when they finally have that moment of clarity and they know they want to be a sub? Well, the next step for them is, what does that mean for me? What am I looking for now? And so this is a point in time for a sub to not be overly eager and go leaping out trying to find the perfect dom right out the door. This is a time for the sub to meditate and go into their inner self. And they're going to go and think of all the different things that they might envision as being done to them. My advice, start small. Keep it simple. Don't be looking to get yourself put into chains. Don't be looking to have yourself hanging from a ceiling. Don't be looking for someone to put you into a giant vinyl bag, suck all the air out with a little tiny straw sticking in your nose hole so that you can breathe through that one little port. No. That will scare you away. You will probably never come back and enjoy it again, and you'll always have that broken sense of loss when you don't really get to enjoy it. So what I mean by starting small is, and I don't know if you've heard the show that we did, it's cooking in the kitchen, but this is a great place for a sub to explore and find out the basics of what they like and don't like. First thing I would say, go to whatever drawer that you keep the potato chip bag clips and take a couple of those clips, as many as you have in the house, sit down in your bedroom or on your couch or wherever you feel really comfortable, strip. If you want, put on some music that makes you relax. Take those clips. And slowly run them along your skin. Run them along your arms, along your legs. You run them around your chest. Just let your body get used to the sensation of them being dragged along your skin. Feel how it connects with your skin. Then you take one of the clips and you put it on a fingertip. Doesn't matter if it's just the pad of the skin on your fingertip that you're clipping it with, or if you're clipping it from the nail to the skin. You just want to put the clip on and stare at it and feel what it does to you. Because what you're looking for is if it's giving you a sense of satisfaction. Is it sending to you the message, this is nice, but I want more. Kind of from the book, a great book, where the kid comes up to 
the lord of that little house that they were all in and says, please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> so, And that's what you do. So then you take that and you put another clip on, but this time not your fingertip. Put it on a toe. Put it on the toe that's the most sensitive, the one that you know you stub the most when you walk around barefoot in the middle of the night. Feel it there. If you've got another clip, take it and put it on your nipple. Doesn't matter if you're a guy, a woman, non-binary, whatever. If you have a nipple, you can put a clip on it. The sensation will still be similar for both. It will be the pressure, the pain. That's what you want to feel. You feel that pain going through. How long before you have to take it off? Or can you let it sit there a while? It's not going to do you any harm for a while, but it will continue to give you some pain. It'll make the tip of your nipple much more sensitive. Because the next thing you want to do, and you can do walk out to the kitchen again with your clips on, grab yourself a couple ice cubes. Because now what you're going to do is after that nipple has been desensitized in a way from having that clip stuck to it, you're going to take the clip off and you do it quickly so that you get that sensation of the release. The nerves start getting that tingling, get reconnected to the tip of that nipple, and they will send gyrating senses and impulses straight to your brain, and then you put that ice cube right on top of it. Feel the cold water as it starts to melt going down your breast and down your chest. Feel the coldness as it's sitting there, making that nipple get all tight and shrivel up because it's so cold it doesn't like it. But you do. You found one more pleasure that you like. The next thing you do, because you're going to have to kind of live with that little wet spot now on your bed, is you go and you come back to the kitchen. Grab yourself a nutcracker. Every house has one, should have one still. It's an old antique item. Not many people still use them, but it is a way to put it on your finger and compress it, controlling the tightness of the grip so that your finger now becomes the source of all your pain and location. So you can feel what that's like. And you can go through the kitchen continuously looking for different items. You don't have to do all these all at the same time either. You may find that just sitting there listening to your favorite music with your, both your nipples clamped, clamps maybe on a lip, maybe clamps on an earlobe, maybe you put some clamps on your genitals. And sit there and enjoy the sensation. Soak it in. And you can do that multiple times because what you're doing is teaching yourself to take it in, to be able to lift the level of pain that you can handle. It allows you to explore and have multiple points of sensory impact going into your mind so that you can become more calm and relaxed as you do it. And then you graduate again. Next time you do something, you're going to go into the bathroom. You're going to grab a hairbrush with stiff bristles. And then you're going to go and you're going to pull a ruler from somewhere. And then you're also going to go out and you're going to pull a silk scarf. If you don't have silk, cotton, anything at all really works for what you're going to be using it for. But 
you're going to take that brush, you're going to lean over a chair or you're going to lean across the bed, and as best as you can do it, you're going to hold that brush so that the bristles, when you smack it against your ass, are hitting you on the fat, meaty part of your ass. Not the sides, not above your butt crack, not down below between your legs, but across the center portion where you have the thickest, meatiest part of your buttocks. You want to feel those individual tines or bristles on that brush hitting you. And you want to smack it hard as you can to feel it. You'll want to take that then later and you'll also do it and smack your chest. See what it feels like. Sit somewhere and smack the bottom of your foot. These are all points of the body that have an incredible amount of nerves that take a little bit of activation. Your feet walk all day long. They don't feel everything, but they do give you input so you know how you're standing and keeping your balance. But you kind of avoid most of the subtle pains and stuff because they're just not there unless you get a rock in your shoe. Here with the brush, you're making your foot realize that it still has conductivity to every one of those nervous endings in your foot. These are ways for you to find out what feels good. And what are you finding out? Do you like pressure on yourself? Do you like to have painful points? A brush creates a lot of painful points when it smacks you on the ass. Same thing on your foot. Are your feet too sensitive to be enjoyed? Some people, their feet just cannot handle and uh, the, the stimulation. And so maybe that's an area that you have to remember when you start negotiating with your future dom. Hey, my feet can't do them, okay? Can't handle it. I'll go crazy. And that's something that your dom has to understand, appreciate, and look at and decide whether or not that's something they're uh, comfortable with. Starting out, usually they are. Uh, they may find out that uh, maybe you can't handle being smacked on your foot, but you know what? If you like being massaged, there are ways to enhance that for a dom to give your feet a different sense of pleasure. But you need to understand your own body first, what you like, what you don't like. You can graduate again, and you go in, and maybe this time – because not everybody has one of these devices in their household, uh, unless you have a TENS unit because you have muscle spasm and you use electric shock to treat that. But you can go get an inexpensive electron from one of the uh, adult stores. It is a way to find out if you like the electric shocking. It's very mild in the, in the, the smaller editions and the, the, so that you don't get this real big current running through you, putting your hair standing out on end and making you look like the Bride of Frankenstein. So, but it is, again, a way for you to explore different aspects. Moving from the pain type of influence, you can then go and get yourself an inexpensive set of handcuffs. Make sure they are not so inexpensive that the key breaks the first time you lock it and you can't get them off. You <laughs> need to make sure that you have a set of cuffs that is adjustable for the wrist or your ankles. By the way, it is a different set of handcuff styles for your ankles and your wrist. You do not use a wrist handcuff on your ankles. 
the design of your ankle is different and it is very uncomfortable to wear a wrist cuff on the ankle. Um, but as long as you have one that you know you can trust to open and close, lock and unlock, lock yourself to a bedpost. Lay there and see how long it takes before you begin to get antsy about the fact that you have to move your entire body to adjust that arm a little bit or that you really can't move around at all because maybe it twists your arm the wrong way on the way that you're positioned and that you've hooked the handcuff, that it hurts too much. That is something you need to be aware of. How are you comfortable with restraints? The next thing would be to take the foot from the opposite side of your body that you have your handcuff on and use that silk scarf or cotton scarf, whatever, tie it around your ankle and then bring your leg up as far as you can towards you, the cloth through the handcuff that uh, is attached to the bedpost. Pull it as hard as you can to make that leg be pulled up as high and as close to the bedpost as possible. And then tie yourself a loose-fitting knot. Do not get fancy and make a really big jungle knot. You want a knot that is easy for you to pull it out because you're going to get very uncomfortable very quickly uh, with it. But the idea behind doing that is getting yourself to being put into positions that you have no control over. Being put into a position where you are actually seeing parts of your body from an angle you've never seen them before because you wouldn't normally have that angle of view. It is allowing you to see how much of a restraint you can allow yourself to have before you hit the wall of discomfort. Now, the wall of discomfort is not a bad thing. We all have it. We all have a degree of discomfort. Uh, and I'm going to use claustrophobia as my uh, a reference point because I think to some degree everybody gets claustrophobic in different environments. Uh, it may be that you get claustrophobic getting into a tiny closet you may get claustrophobic uh, from when you were a child and you used to play with your friends and someone would lock you inside an empty cardboard packing box. You had room to kind of spin around in, but the idea of being closed in was very uncomfortable. It made you breathe hard. It made you get uh, antsy. You needed to, to, to get out. Being in restraints is similar to claustrophobia because you can't move. You're stuck. And that creates a sense of fear and it's, it's, it's anxiety in a person. And so you need to develop an understanding of where you are at as far as how much you can handle being restrained. The next thing, as you get used to that, and you can get used to the point where you have three limbs, one arm, both legs, tied and bound. And as you get more comfortable with it, you can do it maybe without the uh, handcuffs, so you're a little bit more free to move around on your bed, say, and tying you yourself in different ways so that you are knotting your limbs as long as you keep one hand always free. That arm has to be free to move so that you can go and undo the knots that you did. And again, always do it with knots that are easy to release. 
You don't want to have to roll around the floor to get to your phone to call 911 and ask them to break into your house to get you out of the knots. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, if you're an exhibitionist, that may be an ideal thing, but you want somebody else to call besides 911. You don't want to be on the news later that night with uh, the story from your neighbors of how the police had to come and rescue you from an, a situation you tied yourself into. So, and that's part of being aware of your surroundings and always know how to extricate yourself or get out of the the knot that you tie yourself into. Okay. So it is very important to, to make sure you always have that arm and hand free so that uh, you can undo yourself and get done out of it. Uh, but those are the steps. Those are the things you have to do first to get yourself there. And, you know, there's, it's, there's no limit to those activities that you do that get you set up that way. Um, Cause you can learn, do I like wax? Do I want hot wax? Well, you can go get your own candle and drip it on you. Find out what it feels like. See what it does for visually when you're doing it with colored wax, when you're doing it with white wax, or if you are doing it with soybean oil. And cause that drips very clear and it's very, you can, I'm going to go into this in another session that we have coming up, uh, but um, soybean wax is really good just as a massage oil when you drip it hot onto yourself or you drip it onto a partner. No real pain. It's just comfortable and exciting and stimulating. And afterwards, the skin is very glowing and very soft and moisturized because the soybean oil gets right into it. So there's your daily health tit, uh, tidbit for... <laughs> Now, Tandy, don't get carried away with that. That's <laughs> I know I surprise you sometimes with my coming out from nowhere with little things that you would never suspect me of having a thought about. But <laughs> that there... may be. That may be. <laughs> Mr. D, I need you since you took a breath there. I want you to hold for just a second. Um, for the other people in the room, I bet you have some questions. Um, to ask here, but I'm going to make my comment and then give us a sizzle and then give it over um, to your others. Wow. <laughs> and kind of feeling all loose and goosey here. Um, I will actually be talking about kink for one on Thursday. And you gave some thoughts that I, or, or some techniques that I hadn't even um, thought of. And I really want, for anyone who is considering going into the sub lifestyle, <laughs> this is a much better way to do it than to throw yourself in there and get scared away. So thank you for uh, sharing that. I'll also, Mr. D, once in a while, would you use the word sensation instead of pain? (laughs) Would you you do that just for me now? I will. I will will even try the word titillation. Ooh, I like that. I have a sizzle for you all. And then Secrets and Bruce, I bet, will want to ask you something. So this is a sizzle from the world of sex. 
Do you all know who Chuck Tingle is? There's a good name to Tingle. Well, I'm not sure anybody really knows who uh, Chuck Tingle is. He publishes some beloved books in a variety of genres. Well, specifically, he publishes surrealist gay erotica, surrealist lesbian erotica, surrealist horror comedy gay erotica, and surrealist asexual non-sexual gay erotica. Yeah, pretty much any kind of surrealistic gay sci-fi erotica that you can imagine. His titles often include um, the words butt and pound. Sometimes more often than one might even think possible. Um, They are called tinglers, and they are surprisingly positive and rather wholesome. Anyway, some evildoer out there on the Internet has been copying his style to write about coronavirus and the pandemic. In response, because Mr. Tingle thinks this is very wrong, Mr. Tingle is releasing many of his coronavirus-adjacent but not coronavirus-exploitive titles for free. Um, You can find them on um, Amazon. He is encouraging you to get these titles for free. And then take the money, as little as $3 or more, that you would normally send to Amazon and send it to one of his suggested health-related charities. This is a great thing to do. Please do this. These are some of his most recent titles, and they are perfect for pandemic reading. One... My handsome, sentient face mask protects me, despite the ridiculous conspiracy theories that he won't. He also pounds my butt. Here's another one. Not pounded by anything while I practice responsible social distancing. And then here's an especially cool one. Bisexual vampire unicorns. Teach me the importance of the vampire cough. Do it, folks. Look on Amazon for Tinglers by Chuck Tingle. And then make a charitable donation. Thank you all. Back to you, Mr. D, and and your guests, Secrets and uh, Bruce. Okay, well, thank you for that. I, I, I've i never heard of Charles Tingle. I like what you were reading about it. I like the expressions. Um, I, I, You know, when you first ch- said ch- Charles Tingle, I thought you were talking about Santa Claus, the second cousin, twice removed. And it sounded like because <laughs> he has different gifts ideas. But uh, definitely, definitely like that. I like to look Ooh. him up. You do uh, like Charles Tingle. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle and tingle. Oh, sometimes Secrets, it's what, juggle what and What did you think, Secrets, listening to Mr. D talk about this prep work? How does that make you feel? Well, well, it makes me feel really good, especially someone that's deserving. I'm just trying to 
imagine myself, um, as you were talking about everyone has their limits. I can't remember what you're, you're actually calling them. I'm always trying to imagine myself into a role and position, so I'm really kind of curious to hear what Bruce's thoughts are. Um, just because as a woman that's, you know, open for that, just kind of saying, okay, what will my limits be? What will my thoughts be? How would I do this? Um, I'm just curious. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit mute. How the mood I'm extremely curious. We will have to stroke the kitty to make sure we find out just how curious it is. Very. <laughs> I um, I um, one of the things that that sound very intriguing is you know, setting the boundaries, but I think what is tantalizing is the discussion of what the boundaries are going to be. And that can be a whole tease by itself as well. Uh, it's not, not just a contractual agreement. It's actually, to a degree, part of the, the, the role and the play and the men, mental mental fuckery that's going on before you uh, before you start. Well, yeah, that'll be uh, next week's lesson in uh, part three, where we discuss you as a sub negotiating with your dom and how you have to negotiate it and how the communication has to be done because it is absolutely a contract with I will do this in return you do that it's an exchange and you have to be able to find the right person that has the right things to offer for your things that you're offering to make it work but that's next week I think what would be fascinating is someone who doesn't have this experience in this in the BDSM world. Try being a dom, and try being a sub, and and just the whole whole experience of what that looks like and how that feels. Mm-hmm. So when do you want to sign up? We'll run you as a one of our promos, and and I will do a show with you, where I'll take hey. you through the paces. Oh, uh, uh, hey, you know what? Like I said, a little bourbon, a little lube goes a long way. And a magic wand in there somewhere. When are you, uh, so when are you signing up? <laughs> I, hey, I'll sign up. Come on. Okay. I try Ooh. everything once. I know that's yeah. right, Jay. I'm with you. <laughs> Let's explore. Once is, once is just a teaser. You've got to do it twice to be able to compare notes to the first time. Mm. Third time, there's a reason they call it the third time's a charm, mm. because that's Fucking when you right. put all the dots together and you have that aha, eureka moment. Damn, that was hot. Well, I, I will it. tell you, <laughs> I had a little experience, I guess. I don't know if I was a do, uh, uh, being a sub. Uh, I had a lady friend years ago. She handcuffed me to the bed, and she put ice cubes in her mouth and started kissing me all over. And those ice cubes, the sensation. And then when she gave me great oral sex, it was with the ice cubes. It was like, oh, my God, it was just mind-blowing. It was just something I'd never experienced before. And I couldn't get out of it because my nope. hands were tied. Of course, I didn't want to get out of it. But uh, 
it was a great experience. Yeah. Now, did she have your feet secured as well so you couldn't squirm? No, and your balls were fully it. exposed for a nice handful of ice just to close in on them and make you just squirt that much harder when it came time. Oh, God, where were you at when she was there? You should have been there coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. D, I just have a question um, based in on what Bruce said. Do you enjoy that, just kind of orchestrating, telling two others or three others what to do? Absolutely. That is a, that is a tr- kind of a trippy thing to do. When you know you're there, not necessarily to be pleased in any physical way, but rather to enable and bring people together who might not otherwise have a controlled and safe environment to explore, develop, and do things safely with a referee there to make sure that everybody's conditions for what their limits are and their boundaries are are uh, honored. And so it does make it great. You know, uh, I've been with multiple couples that wanted to try things, but you, uh, best example, I, w- I met with a couple. They were in their mid twenties. The female uh, wanted to be dominated. She mm-hmm. wanted to have her man manhandler. She, she, she loved the idea of a man coming in, seeing her, and just walk up, grab her by the butt, throw her over his shoulder, carry her to the bedroom, and toss her on the bed, and just rip her clothes off and have his way with her. She couldn't get her husband to understand that. He's, oh, no, that's going to hurt. I can't do that. You know, we we got to do things, you know, the right way. And so... <laughs> We met at a restaurant uh, off of a Craigslist ad. We talked a while because I needed to make sure that, you know, I understood him. I understood her. They could develop a certain amount of trust in me and and know exactly what I was laying out for them. And so we did. We, We sat. We talked. We went back to their home. And I put his wife onto the couch. And I said, I don't care what you do. Watch TV for a little bit. I have to talk with your husband. And I took him into the bedroom and I said, look, you know, you've got a freaking hot wife. She's got curves. She's got an attitude that is begging to be taken. She doesn't want basic vanilla sex. And I said, when you two get together, what do you do? What is, what is it that you do? And he says, well, you know, I always will you know, hold her. I says, okay. And he says, you know, and I kind of, you know, I kind of, you know, rock a little bit, you know, kiss her and then, and then kind of rub my hands around her back and get her, you know, thinking, you know, it's going to make her relax. I said, is she really needing to be relaxed? Is she not waiting for you to have sex with her? He says, well, yeah, but I don't want to rush. I says, rush it. (laughs) There are times when you have to rush it. If the you know if the feeler is out there and the the reception is loud and clear, come on, I want to fuck you. Do it. Don't worry about anything else. And so I told him. I says, look, she has told you, and and she, we sat at the you know in the restaurant. We talked about it. She wants to feel 
desired and a way of feeling desired is that sometimes you just act like Tarzan. Me, Tarzan. You, Jane, come fuck. <laughs> and that is exactly what I put into his mind. And so I told him to get undressed and to go in to grab a T-shirt. I, I said, I want you to rip the T-shirt down the middle a little bit, maybe halfway down the chest. And I want you to pull and rip one side with the, uh, the sleeve so that it's opened up. And he says, why am I doing that? I says, just shut up and do it. <laughs> and then I told him, I want you to put on your oldest, worst pair of underwear. And he says, why would I do that? That's not appealing. I says, you don't get it. You're about to get it royally. So just do what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> yeah. And he did and I says, now, here's what you're going to do. You are going to open the door to the bedroom. You are going to go and in your very best, most serious way, do the Tarzan yell. I says, I don't want to hear giggles. I don't want laughter. I just want you to do the Tarzan yell, thumping your chest. And she's gonna, it's going to startle her. It's going to make her turn her head around. And you are to go not running, but in a very fast, deliberate walk with long strides, you get over to the couch, you grab your arms, and you put them, scoop her up under her underarms. You pull her up to the top of the couch, the edge. You then take her, you lift her up, and you carry her back to the bedroom. Says, and I just want you to tell her, me Tarzan, you Jane, me fuck. I said, you should say it at least five times before you get to the bed. He got her to the bed, threw her down. She was just in – she was so hot to go. And he just took and he ripped her blouse open, and he pulled her pants off, and he yanked her panties, and he just went at her. And that was probably the best fuck he ever gave any woman, and he did it to the one woman it meant something to. We met several times after that. We had different lessons and we did other things, but she never, ever could stop thanking me for what was for her the turning moment in their sexual lives because it brought out his inner animal. He no longer treated her as if she was something fragile. He used her. He took her. Other times they had very intimate very soft, very gentle sex. And she said she did that for him because that's what he wanted. And it made it all that more special to him because she did that for him and he was giving to her and they were exchanging. They learned to talk to each other about what they liked. It was a fun time. <laughs> and yes, Tandy, I do like working with people and helping them develop and explore their own sensuality, their own desires with their partners. It's a fantastic experience. What is, um, give me a very, I, this is just curiosity here, folks. Give me a very specific skill that you have taught to someone. To listen. Oh, no, something sexy and juicy. Listening is, of course, the ultimate aphrodisiac. Okay. 
I, okay. I so don't you, know. I have a trick called the helicopter cock. So that's <laughs> a trick. Yes, Tell me is. a trick that you have taught to somebody, please. All right. A trick that I have taught to, and I've taught it to a couple people, is how to take a partner, and it can be a male or female partner, but it has to have a male that is the fulcrum, the bottom uh, for the, the activity. And it is to bind up your partner so that their legs are, and feet are up in kind of like you're closing your phone, the old flip phones. So their feet are up against their face almost and you secure them and their arms are stuck inside as well. So they're not, you know, they're bundled up and you take that partner who is now tied up that way off of the bed, you pick them up and you drop them down on their ass, on your cock and you spin them. It is an incredible way to stimulate the male organ. It is an incredible way to entice and excite the anus of the person that you are doing it to. And the thrill of going around in circles and seeing you, not seeing you, seeing you, not seeing you, seeing you, the eye contact is brief as you want to make it or as long as you want to make it, but you have your hands holding them up so that you are able to continue fucking them as you spin them around. Damn. Oh, no, right? Yeah. Shit, you just total dead air there. Wow. Now, Tandy, secrets, tell me, have you ever thought of being spun around on a cock Well, when I woke up this morning, right, it was definitely, it was definitely something I was thinking about. Um, No, but I definitely need to be in like soon too. Um, Is is yours available? (laughs) It is. Almost <laughs> always available. <laughs> Shit. Damn pandemic. Go. Pushing. <laughs> damn. Tandy, this damn pandemic. Go. <laughs> yeah. The next time you ever watch a ballet yeah. or you ever see a Chinese acrobatic show, yeah. imagine the training they go through to be able mm. to hold their bodies in the positions they do. That is along the lines of because that's why you have to bind the partner up. Very few people have the the muscular skill and the control if they were being spun while being uh, fucked in the ass to hold that mm-hmm. position. If you if you don't secure them you know properly, you'll end up getting a leg or a foot in your face, and it really kills the moment. I mean, a lot of laughter, but it would kill the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, and mm-hmm. also, it takes it risk injury to the penis. Because you need to have control of the person you're spinning. But it's a lot of fun. Mm, sounds like it. Definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, secrets, someday if we're able to, and you're doing one of your parties or your, your, you know, your meetings, I would offer to do a demonstration with you of that particular procedure. Mr. D, you are the party. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you very kindly for that. 
Yeah, looking uh, forward to uh, that. All that. Tandy. Tandy. And the gentleman. Tandy. Yeah. Why are you missing this to happen? Have you oh, been okay. in I thought you were trying to get between me and Mr. D. Okay. No. No. Oh, okay. Mr. Okay. D, I am not a tiny little acrobat. But wow, can you imagine oh, either, something? But... Well, you know, you got a dick in your ass. Yeah, you just got to go where the dick goes, right? But That's right. What about one of those places like where they do the pretend skydiving or the zero G? Can you imagine going and not only having your your fucking in space fantasy, but to do it with Mr. D willing to actually spin you in a zero G? Um, I think they have one of those in Vegas. I know they have one in um Oh, that really fancy place in the Middle East, but I'm not likely to be going there. Uh, so I'm going to be looking at the one in Vegas. Oh, how do you think of We're these in Vegas. things? We're in Vegas. Oh, I'm not sure. They, they've got to have some zero-G place in Vegas, don't they? It gets I mean, called the had... loser's table where you just lost everything you're supposed to take home to mama for the rent. <laughs> They they have the um uh you can do it in real planes of course and they have the pretend skydiving places here in um Arizona indoor I, skydiving yes yeah, so for Danny I'm going to inject maybe a little bit of a damper on that the like the the indoor uh, skydiving where they have you know massive air pressure holding you up. I think the aerodynamics of you doing that would probably fail the, the maintaining of you in, in, in the air. So it might make for a very hard crash landing because uh, you have to be able to keep your arms spread out to capture the up, uplift. And uh, NASA does have the zero G plane or jet. However, it is done in ups and downs. And so you have... I believe it's like seven to 10 seconds, maybe a little longer of actual zero G and the rest of the time you actually have regular feelings. So I don't know if that would be practical. However, it is possible with a hook in the ceiling properly set to use like bungee cords to support the person. And then you can just twist them up as much as you want and let go. It will unwind on you like a helicopter. And you just have to keep sure that you keep your arms holding them in a vertical position to spin properly on your penis. Can you talk to us in one night about some of like uh, that would be sex furniture and dungeon type devices? Oh, yeah. Um, some of the things that are out there. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to hit up. Who's that astronaut guy? He's he's all over the TV here because he's right. I'm going to find myself an astronaut, and I'm going to do this. <laughs> oh. Mr. D. Mr. Hey, listen, D. Uh, you know, it did, it, I just did have a, a, an epiphany. Virgin Atlantic, which is building one of the, you know, those jets that is going to be able to go on suborbital flight where you would experience a certain amount of uh, continuous zero Gs, they should have 
these sex flights where you would be in your separate rooms, maybe just with uh, plastic partitions so you can see everybody else having fun while you're doing it. But you mm-hmm. would be at zero G gravity. And I would love to find out just how hard it is to try and thrust against your partner without them rocketing away from you in zero G because for every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. So it would make the mechanics of having good, playful, hard sex, I think really difficult. And that would make it all the more enticing to try and figure out the dynamics of how do I thrust multiple times in that pussy without launching her across the entire length of the aircraft. Oh, this is a plan, folks. Talk about the road trip. The road Let's trip. Go. <laughs> oh and they call it Virgin Airways. I don't get it. <laughs> Mr. D, we got off. Hell and it was yeah. Probably me that did it. But um, you have a limited amount of time left. Will you sort Damn. of wrap up? what you were telling us here. So the prospective subs spend some time kind of figuring out what their own interests and limits are before they actually interact with whoever's going to do this to them, right? Is that what you're telling us? That is correct. Know yourself before you give yourself. Mm. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. And then you have, and, and we'll be talking about this, you know, next week uh, in the negotiations and pairing up with your dom and, and how things oh, work and that. But uh, the, the, the last little part is that when you've been doing this and you, 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 you've learned a lot of the different things, you also learn the aftercare. This is where aftercare starts and it's with you doing it for yourself. Aftercare is pretty much the single most important part of the entire dom-sub relationship because it is how a sub is brought back from their pleasure zones back to reality. And they have to have a time to decompress, to get back from where they've been. They, When you talk to subs who've been in and know themselves, they talk about a zone that they get into. And it's a zone that they feel nothing except extreme pleasure. And that's where their goal is. They want to get to that zone. And a dom has got to be able to navigate and get them there. But afterwards, the dom has to be able to bring them back. And when you're first exploring with yourself, uh, by yourself, it's afterwards. When you're done and you're thinking about what you encountered, it's how you want to hold yourself, cradle yourself. It's how you want to put it, you know, if you needed a, a cold compress on top of somewhere that you've had a clamp on, maybe a little too long and it's sore and tender. So you have to learn about aftercare is the final thought and taking care of yourself after the event. You can't just get up and walk away and say, that was fun. Uh, I got what I wanted out of it. No, you need to understand the whole process. And the aftercare is the wrap-up. It's where you get it all brought together. You come back down from your highs, and you are back in your own regular life again. Just better for it, for having experienced the things you've experienced. Listen to that. Mm. 
Oh. Secret. <laughs> yeah. Secret. Yeah, I'm just hey, I'm ready for negotiations now. Hell yeah. But um <laughs> Oh man, negotiations. But now I like that because like when you're talking about just really self care, taking care of yourself and knowing who you are, what you want. Um, no, nah, that that's definitely um that's definitely key. Um, how many parts is it to this series that you're doing? Because this is just like so amazing. Uh, part three is next, and that kind of wraps it up. Uh, you know, depending on how things go. You know, if you guys think I'm worth you know kind of keeping around and want to go further, then I could take and expand out those sections. But it's just these are touches. This is a way to get a taste of the candy. To, to see what flavors it's like, you know, it's like Forrest Gump said, it's a box of chocolates. You never know yeah. until you go and grab it, what you've got, unless you use a cheat sheet and it shows you which everyone chocolates is. What kind of candy you like, Mr. D? <laughs> I like candy that's hard on the outside and soft, gooey in the centers. I like mm. cherries in my centers of my chocolate because I always love Bust taking a cherry. cherry. Busting cherries, you know that, yeah. And you know what? Busting a cherry yeah. doesn't mean that you're just the first person to be with somebody. Busting a cherry is the first time you are with that person. Doesn't matter if they've been with anybody else before. You are still mm. busting your cherry with them, and that's mm. a special thing. And then it's just going back and harvesting the cherries and getting all you can and just eat them all up and and going for more and finding out, ooh, look, there's another box of chocolates over there and grabbing it and finding, ooh, that's a nice box of chocolates. And just, you know, and that's kind of my life. I have enjoyed being who I am, knowing who I was for a, a very long time. And understanding it, and and so um, it's get really impassioned by it because I want people to enjoy it. I don't want them to be scared of it, but there's a certain need to to walk carefully going into the waters, or you'll be scared away forever. You know, um, mm-hmm. you just got got to get the basics first, and then everything can kind of fall in place. And so, yeah, I'm more than open to the idea, you know, of uh, doing additional segments, going into more uh, defined territory uh, to go mm-hmm. and, um, you know, same way, you know, um, is if you, you know, when you finally do get the ability to, with COVID, to have meetings and bringing people together to share and get acquainted and do things. I would love to be part of that and, and, and give seminars and, and talk to people Absolutely. and on little shows. I don't think there would be anything more enjoyable for a small group of people than to see Bruce being paraded around doing different things. I think that they oh, would he enjoy would, he, would, he wouldn't have it any other way. Well, of course not. Because I one of the things that I would time. hold one of the things I would hold out to him is you and say, look, here's what you have oh. to do, Bruce. Oh. And if you complete all these tasks to my satisfaction, I'm oh. going to let you get a taste of that apple over there. Fucking right. Yeah. Talking about goal attainment. Mm. I just need to be at the pre-event before it starts, Mr. G, because <laughs> during the event, I'm just going to not have anything with Bruce. He's going to clean up everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look, I love, I love some black chocolate. 
dark chocolate. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruce, you just want Bruce, you just love everything. You just <laughs> hey you just wanna eat some apples, pop some apples, eat. become an apple. <laughs> I think that there is a point in place that maybe Bruce would like to have a chocolate bar with a cream filling that squirts out. And oh! <laughs> and he's like I'll a kid in the candy too. store. <laughs> if you guys can uh, uh, be a little less descriptive here. <laughs> Uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready for negotiations. To, um, <laughs> we, have, we have to Sandy. say goodnight. We're approaching we Halloween. We have to say goodnight. No, Mr. D, I'm on my knees. Oh, damn. And I am at attention. Um, <laughs> shush, you two. I'm going to mute I'm ready. Candy. I'm trying to spend some time with Mr. D right now. <laughs> Candy. <laughs> <sighs> Take a Shit. deep breath. Ground yourselves. Yeah. Watch out for that um, rod of detention there, Mr. Dean. Mm. We don't want you injured. Listen, we have I, just, know it. I gotta say it. My Candy. nipples are really hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, just you know, yes, for, for Miss Miss Tandy, Candy is dandy, but Tandy. Is Randy? Oh, <laughs> handy dandy. Let's, let's fuck it. Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> now I want to know how we can practice social distancing while Mister B is getting some good head. <laughs> well, uh, you know about you do know about the glory holes that we yeah, could do. Yeah, definitely. That I need we could do. It, though. And we could yeah. have it with um, curtains, of course. We could also have it with plexiglass, and then we'd see what was going on. But that's Ooh. a topic for a different discussion. Yeah, I want to see now, his sh- face, though, like when I start sucking the skin. Oh, don't oh. you love it? And, um, Mr. D, do you like looking down and your and your partner, I started to say your woman, but your partner is looking up at you. Is that a nice visual for you? I love that visual. I love it when it's been going on for a while and they've got the tears in their eyes, a little bit of that mucus out their nose. They are running. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, there are three glorious holes for me to choose from. Right now, one is working me good and getting it ready for the rest of the evening. Because I will, I'd like to do all three, you know, because you want to give equal Mm -hmm. time to each one. But yes, a person looking up and they're giving you that look in their eyes is, am I doing it right? Is it doing? Am I meeting your needs? And then you just grab them by the hair and you push them down and say, yes, damn it. Now go get your, and I'll oh. tell you one thing I like is I like to take my fing- two fingers, the, you know, the ones if you would hold up like V for victory, I will put them at the base of my penis, push back against my pubic mound and say, get your lips down to my fingers. Mm. That's how you get it deep down inside. Oh. They've got a goal. Now they have the measuring device. I've got to get my lips to them fingers <laughs> and mm-hmm. hold it there while he is enjoying what my tongue is doing. And yeah, 
I love mm-hmm. that face looking up at me. I I have two special requests, Mister D. We gotta get you back to talk to have Mister uh, Mr. D. Knight with um a bunch of questions I really just want to ask. Like we gotta have the hats. And then another night, I got some questions about some of your stories. I'm just over here thinking. I'm in fantasy land right now, though. My nipples are really hard to miss today, so mm. well, I'm not sure what, what you can do with that. Yeah. I, I can do a lot of things with those hard <laughs> nipples. I bet you they stick up real good. But you really, and really. Dan, you know, work it out. Uh, let me know a couple nights that you would like to, you know, would work for you. And we'll see if we can't play Can- together to have a question. Candy's a naughty slut. It's, it can't work it out with her. She's I bad. was going to say, now, secrets, are you She's going to allow girl. the rest of us to listen to those nights? Or did you just want to drive a phone call? Now, shut up. What, what, what do y'all have to do with this? This is between me and Mr. D. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, now, be oh, quiet, everyone. Mr. D, please, for me, will you control the room? Will you just All tell right. everyone to be quiet? Do I need everybody. Me. Silence, Tandy. I need everybody to be quiet and to allow Miss Tandy to get on with the production of the show. She has timelines that she has to meet to stay in compliance with whatever rules and regulations you guys have to abide by. Silence. Tandy, the floor is yours. Thank you, sir. We have to say good night and thank everyone who participated tonight, especially masterful Mr. G. Oh, we like this. Mr. D has been leading um, a series of talks about BDSM. Next week continues with part three, where he teaches us how to negotiate the expansion. These are his words. The expansion of our play by adding the toys, devices, and serious experiences into our lives in and out of the boudoir. Again, this is Tandy, and you've been listening to The Box. Thank you for coming with us. Some of us have been coming a lot. Thank you for coming with us to one of the playgrounds found in Pandora's Fantasy Box. This is where adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles can explore and connect. So join our conversations. Suggest topics you want. Connect with us. Catch up on previous episodes on Anchor, Spotify, other, you know, wherever um, uh, you can find your podcasts or check out our website for the box. Also, come look inside Pandora's fantasy box. Fantasy with a Z. Because some boxes are meant to be opened. Ask us why. Membership has its privileges. Pandora's Fantasy Box dot com. Secrets? Not C U M, but me and Mr. D will. (laughs) 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 May I say that it will be multiple times, secrets, over and over and over. Tonight until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good night, all you shiny, happy Good night, people. Bruce. Good night, Tandy. Good night, Mr. D. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Good night. Let me get Good off night. my knees now. Oh, my. Oh, oh. 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 Oh.